What is going on, everybody? Welcome into Anti Up. Howard Bender and Adam Aronis here, uh, courtesy of Fantasy Alarm. Thank you, Sawdust Podcast Network. What's up, Adam? How goes it, man? How you know what? Wow, that's right. Um, how was your Emily Blunt education uh, put to use on Colton and the Wolfman last night? Yeah, it was you know we didn't really go too in depth, but you know he kind of knew that I didn't know much and that I didn't see any of the movies. So I admitted it. So Shannon Blunt came on and see, she seems to be a real big fan and tried to promote some of those movies. So uh, maybe I will see Devil Wears Prada. I told you Devil Wears Prada is pretty good. And then if what you about like a quiet it, place, have you seen a quiet place? No, I won't. I, no, I won't do it, dude. That is like, okay. that. that's my nightmare. Like that is, you know, if you remember, did you ever have a recurring nightmare when you were growing up? Yes. Okay. What was it? Uh, Yankees winning the World Series. <laughs> <laughs> no, I meant I meant like while you were sleeping, not reality. I meant in Dreamland. <laughs> well, they don't win anymore, but that's another uh, factor. Uh, that's another story. Uh, recurring nightmare when I was a kid. Probably, I just can't remember. It was All probably- right. So, so I did, and my recurring nightmare every single time was somebody either broke somebody broke into. Uh, you know, either the house or the apartment, and there I I, I was the only one there, and uh, and the, you know they were like you know they were they were murderers, they were bandits, they were crazy people, you know um you know whatever it was, it was like you know I'm, in the dream I'm always like I'm hiding under the bed or I'm hiding in a closet, and you know that just that whole feeling of like you're so scared that somebody's gonna find you and and. Yeah. Have you that, ever had to really hide under a bed in real life ever? Um, I mean, I've done it before. It, it It's the worst hiding spot ever. Oh, it is. I had to do it one time, too. <laughs> <laughs> I, think I, was, I was 15. So you know where this <laughs> where it was from, right? <laughs> no, no. Now I want to know. Uh, I was at this girl's house and. Oh, her no. Uncle, her dad or no, her, brother? her uncle. Her uncle. Oh! And she's like, go hide under the bed. So I went under the bed all the way against the wall. And the dude came in the room. I was like, oh, my goodness. He didn't find me under that. Thank God. That would have been absolutely brutal, man. How does somebody not look on? Like, if you're looking for somebody, like, well, I don't under know the bed was, is the I first place. I don't know if he was looking for me, if someone told him I was there, or if he just happened to stop by. I don't know. Um, so I just remember being under the bed as close to the wall as possible. So nothing would stick out and he would see me, but yeah, I was like, what, this is ridiculous. Well, so for me is like, uh, yeah. Okay. So at 15, you know, but I mean, at 15, you know, when I was 15, if I were hiding under the bed, afraid of somebody, it would be, you know, I mean, it would have to be something super scary for me. It would have to be like a horror movie for me to like be that freaked out about it. But right, you're like five, six, seven years old. I can't remember like you know, um, you know how how far back this dream this dream goes. But this whole feeling of it, it was like beyond belief. So a quiet place. I mean, that's like that's like regressing me back to childhood. Like you know, doing like hypnotherapy. And you turn me into like a five-year-old in my mind again and having to like rec- recount the feeling uh, of that dream. I mean, it was uh, it was it was frightening. It was frightening. 
Okay, so I can understand then why you don't watch that. Makes sense. Yeah, I won't watch A Quiet Place. Uh, Girl on a Train was okay. Like I said, it dragged at a couple of spots, um, but it had definitely had some uh, some interesting notes to it as far as that goes. But yeah, I think Devil Wears Prada is probably the only Emily Blunt movie that I could be like, yeah, you know what, Adam, it'd be cute. You might. I don't think you'll like it. I personally. I okay, so I won't make it a priority. Uh, you know, don't make it a priority. I mean, why would you? Why would you make it a priority? Why would you be like, you know, Delaware's Prada? I really got to watch that. That is true. So, uh, and hopefully by the next time I go on, uh, it is not Emily Blunt night again. Then I'm screwed. <laughs> that would be really weird if it, it was. It would be very weird. Like, well, I mean, listen, Blunt you know, if uh, if if Rick is away and it's uh, it's Glenn and Shannon Blunt, I mean, you've got a, a whole mess of other. You know, maybe it's Anna Kendrick night. Um, maybe it would be uh, maybe maybe it would be Dame Judy Dench night. How about that? Share the movies. Of, you don't know who du- Judy Dench is? No. Oh my god! Seriously? Yeah, I know Anna Kendrick, but what's this? What's the other one's name? You said Judy Dench. She's an older woman. She'll 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 old have seen her. Um, oh, I've seen her. Absolutely. How come I don't know her name? I've definitely seen her in movies. I don't know. How do you not know his name? Her name? I don't know. I'm not into movies like you guys. I like movies, but I don't follow like, you know, life and death. You guys know every fucking line. It's unbelievable. You could repeat the whole movie. I guarantee you, you guys could put you together and you guys would come up with every line. It depends on the movie. Like, right. like that's the thing, though. Like, I mean, if you're talking about movies that were like in the 80s, when I was like, in junior high and high school, um, you know, and movies like the Breck, any any John Hughes film, any John Hughes film, I could tell you over. Okay, over. so a lot of eighty stuff then is a lot of eighty stuff. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Movies say, nowadays. Yeah, you know. nowadays. I mean, yeah, it's tough nowadays. Yeah, unless you're talking forgetting Sarah Marshall, that's one that will always. Yeah, did you, you've never seen that too, have you? I have seen that. Oh, okay. <laughs> just don't love it as much as I do. Uh, maybe I need to see it again to appreciate it more. <laughs> That's the other thing. There's made very few movies that I've seen multiple times. Oh, see that—that's the difference. Then, yeah. You know, I mean, that's—it's not the difference, but for me, I need like when I'm writing, I need something on the TV like occupying half my brain, like, and I'll put on. You know, I'll, I'll put on a movie that I've seen like a billion times because it's, it's just white noise in the background while I'm thinking about the article. But it's not, you know, it's like it's kind of I don't know. It's it's distracting half my brain, which actually helps me write better. Interesting. Yeah, I usually have sports on the background with no volume. Some of my best articles were written while watching watching air quotes uh, Ocean's Eleven. Oh, I like that. I like right. the oceans. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. See, there you go. There you go. Now we're talking. Um, all right. Well, not a lot of action going Bruins on. Tie it up. Yes. So well, power play goal. So, so this is this is where I want to go. This is because <laughs> I got okay, so I got grief today, Adam. All right. I got grief today because I'm a New Yorker and I'm rooting for the Boston Bruins. Oh, to beat the style. New York Islanders, not just tonight, but for like the entire series. And that's so, so all of a sudden, uh, Mike from Long Island and his son Holden, 
who, you know, friends of the show and, and we've talked before and they were part of the uh, the fantasy football pie bet when we did that two years ago. Um, they called up the show and and Holden, this, this kid, 11 years old, and he asks me, he's like, if you grew up in New York, how could you not be rooting for New York and rooting for the Islanders? especially against a team like Boston, because obviously I have a huge hatred for the, uh, for the city of Boston. Um, and so, you know, can you, Adam, can you turn around and root against your city, your home city, um, and, and turn to a rival, a normal rival of yours? And, and are you allowed, like, or do you have to turn in your fan card? Do I have to turn in my New York Rangers fan card here? Not at all. The okay. Islanders might be located in the city that I grew up in, but they're not the team I root for. I am a Rangers fan. And obviously the Rangers and Islanders have a big rivalry. So, and I don't see how an Islander fan would root for the Rangers in this same situation. And if they say they are, they're lying. Now I do know some Yankee fans who do say they will root for the Mets. If the Yankees are out, that's on them though. But if you're a Rangers fan, how can you root for the Islanders? No way. I don't care who they're playing. Boston, Philadelphia, Washington. Doesn't matter. Don't want to see the Islanders win, man. Want that drought to continue. Yes. I, I'm 100%. And I am one of those guys who will say, I'll root for the Mets if the Yankees are out of it. Right? If if, if the Yankees aren't in the playoffs and the Mets are in, I will back New York in, in that fashion. Um you know, if the Jets are out of it. <laughs> oh, I can't believe I just said if. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, the Jets are always out of it. So if the Giants make the playoffs, I'll root for the Giants. I'm okay with that uh, because New York is my my home city. But there's just there's just something about the Islanders, dude. That's something I can't do. And obviously, I think you pointed it out before. Rangers and Islanders have always been in the same division as well. Yeah, I play seven, eight games every single year. Teams hate each other. Um, I mean, the Popman sucks chance still goes on, I think. I haven't been yeah, to the oh, for Rangers. Yeah, I haven't been to the Rangers game uh, in a few years, actually. Although hockey's one, I, hockey might be the best sport to watch a person. It's definitely up there, uh, especially compared to TV. I mean, I know those are people, who, a lot of people who don't like hockey or don't watch it regularly – you have to attend a hockey game in person. It is phenomenal. It's one of the best sports. And the games go quick, too. I mean, those games are over in two hours, 15 minutes. There's not a lot of stoppages. There's action. Fighting is legal. But, yeah, that is definitely a sport that you need to attend in person. But, yeah, there's no way I can root for the Islanders. No way. No, me neither. Me neither. I can't do it. Um, funny that you 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 bring up the Pot Van Sucks chant because they do still do it. Um, was it? 20, I guess it was 2019. Um, Fish played Madison, you know, they play Madison Square Garden for New Year's Eve all the time, right? Um, they were, uh, it was, uh, I don't remember what they were, they were just kind of like, they, they had just come off of a, of a, of a really just a sick jam. Uh, and this, it's, uh, the garden was just pumping. And I'm, you know, you know, like when the garden, like, you know, when the garden gets rocking, like you feel the floor shaking underneath you. If you're sitting, if you're not like, you know, in the, uh, if you're not sitting like rinkside or whatever, if you're sitting up in the, uh, 
you know, in the in the I mean, they used to be the blue seats, yeah, <laughs> the blue seats and the yellow seats, whatever it was. But you can feel the garden shaking and rocking there. Um, and uh, and Trey Anastasio is a big hockey guy uh, as well. Lead singer and guitarist for Fish. And lo and behold, right there in the garden. And the guard. And I was like, man, as you hear it on the uh, like, if you listen to the recording, you're just like, you know what? The garden never lets you down because you heard people scream pot van sucks. And it just ah, like warmed my heart. Warmed my heart. Where, where my, my worlds are colliding, Adam. They're colliding. Yeah, no, that that's awesome, man. That, that's been a long tradition that still goes on. Oh, man. What's um who are some of the uh the the Rangers from like when you really just first started really getting into hockey? Um, who are the who are the guys on the ice? John Van Beesbrook, Brian, yeah, <clears throat> Brian Leach. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I mean, Messi obviously was Cup. Asatikanen, Adam Graves, Jeff Bukaboom. Mm. So good. So good. Yeah. I mean, listen, you know, when we when we basically turned into Edmonton East in, in the uh, in the yeah. early 90s to <laughs> kind of sell our souls to to really get that 1940 monkey off of our back, which was necessary. It was definitely necessary. I remember um, this. So the Mato game, I was working at McDonald's and I made sure that night that I did the dishes because the dish, the, the sink was in the back and. I put the radio in the basement in the break room on blast so I could hear the game. And I just remember hearing how he rolls, Mato, Mato. And I was like, oh, damn, you know, because, you know, uh, the Rangers have always been special to me, too, because my dad passed away when I was four and he was a huge Rangers fan. He had season tickets. And obviously when he passed, my mom didn't want them. She wasn't really a big hockey fan. So my neighbor, who is like I told you, my big brother, at that point, who got me to be a Cowboys fan. He was a huge Rangers fan. So he took them over, took me to a couple games. But so when the Rangers won the cup, like I felt my dad was there with me because I know how happy he was because he never got to see them win a cup. So 94 will always be special. And uh, but I remember I was working that night for that game. So I had to go home, watch all the highlights. But I just I remember I was like, wow. And I'm just like going crazy listening to that on the radio. I love that story. I, I do. I really, really love that story. Um, I remember when they were, it was during the, uh, the, the Stanley cup and, uh, and my wife who was at the time, uh, just a friend of mine, but she also happened to be my boss, um, at this, uh, at this restaurant and bar down in, uh, in, in New York city. And, uh, and she knew I was just this huge, crazy diehard Rangers fan. And I did, you know, everything about, um, you know, taking time, like even like swapping shifts, you know, for day shifts, just so I could watch the games at night. Well, I think it was game six. I, you know, I, I couldn't get out of my shift. Nobody could cover it. And, uh, and there, and I was waiting tables at that point, right? I wasn't even standing behind the bar. Um, and so I'm sitting there and the game's on and we're watching, you know, it's on all the TVs. And uh, and the Vancouver Canucks end up like, you know, they they win game six and it pushes to a game seven. And and there I was just devastated, absolutely devastated, staring at the TV, middle of the restaurant, places jumping, 
you know, people want beers, people want food, everything like that. And I'm just staring at the TV. She comes over. This is this is how I knew that she was the right woman for me. But she just she walked over, she put her arm around me. She's like, I've got I've got uh Raj looking at your section and keeping an eye on it for you. Why why don't you go downstairs and just take a few minutes to yourself? <laughs> Well, I mean, I, I, I don't know. There's probably there's a good chance that I was crying and, and didn't even realize that tears were running down my face at that point. I was just that stunned by the fact that the uh, that game six was like that. But um, yeah, so she uh, she she did that for me and, and will always have that soft spot in my heart. Well, um, I have a story of the opposite where I knew that this woman was not for me. It was 2014 when the Rangers were in the cup finals against the Kings. And obviously I had made a, a date arrangement and I really liked this woman. I think I was probably involved with her for a month. And you know how that first month is when you meet someone you really like. Right. So I had, I didn't, I guess I didn't realize the schedule. And I'm like, Oh shit. Same night as the Rangers playing the cup. Uh, oh, well, well I gotta go. So it was a comedy club. It was comic strip live and we're waiting online and the game is on. And I'm just staring at that shit, watching it. She's like, what are you doing? I go, it's a Stanley Cup, you know? And then during the comedy show, I would check my phone and she got mad. And I should have known then and there. It wasn't gonna work out. And yes, it didn't work out. <laughs> did you did you try the whole I'm working thing? Um, did I? Uh, I don't think I could. I was there. She was in my presence. Like, you know, what am I gonna do? And I didn't really cover hockey. So what was it? 2014. Was I I guess I was oh yeah, I was probably with roto experts at the time yeah because i was with sirius xm 2010 so did i had did i had start i don't know if i think i did start with the startup company at that point so maybe I'm trying to remember when i met her i think i did i think i was involved so maybe i could have but whatever <laughs> but yeah i mean she's the one who had a problem with me watching football on sunday so like everything was good football season came and it was a problem I'm like all right this is, this is not gonna work see ya Right. See, yeah. And, but it, it's good that you cut the cord early. You know, listen, it's just not not going to happen. My my wife, you know, she is the she's the woman who likes to sit at the poker table with the boys. She's the one who likes to play the fantasy sports uh, with uh, with everybody. Um, you know, she understands diehard Giants fan. Her dad was a, a Giants fan uh, football wise. So, you know, she was a daddy's total daddy's girl. So she. She went that route and she uh, she loved the sports and that was, you know, listen, that made it that made it so easy for me to kind of jump into this business um, because she totally understood. She totally understood weekends, holidays. They don't matter. I mean, like, that's the thing. We come from the bar business. Right. So there's no such thing as a weekend or a holiday anyway. You know, those are those are money shifts and you got to work you know, and you work those. So, you know, so she kind of had that that whole understanding there anyway. But, you know, Sundays, you know, what did she ever always want to do? She just wanted to sit in front of the TV on the couch, watch football all day uh, and enjoy herself. So got to find somebody. This this war is now being taken from uh, being being taken to another level here on Twitter right now. Mike from Long Island says clearly Howard has forgotten his roots. All-American double-double cheeseburgers, the Westbury Drive-In, Fuddruckers, Amy Fisher. <laughs> so what? <laughs> Doesn't mean anything. Come on. Man. Right? Right? I said Did to you him, ask him if the, if the Rangers are playing the Bruins? Would he root for the Rangers? Uh, no. No, no, no. I, 
was, you know, I listen, I, I, I didn't want to get too mean because his son was there on the phone oh, with him, okay. you know, but I mean, it's uh, it's pretty funny. But I got I got other people who are backing me up uh, at kick the kick. The 10 kid says, uh, my question is, how can they expect you to root for the Islanders just because you're from New York? Rangers fans never root for the Islanders. I'm rooting for any Western team because I hate every team left from the East North left in the playoffs. Hashtag LGR. Let's go Rangers. Yeah, man, I agree. I, you know, I can't, can't root for the Islanders. It doesn't matter who they play. I'm rooting uh, for the team against them. That's who I am rooting for. Right. Come on. Right. Didn't you have that? You, you had that shirt growing up. My two favorite teams, the New York Rangers and anybody who plays the Islanders. Yeah. And the same thing with the Yankees. Yeah. <laughs> you know it's terrible it's terrible um yeah see you know and i guess you hate both new york football teams because you're a cowboy no i don't i don't hate the jets bro i root for them i, I want to see the jets do well i i can't stand the giants obviously in the same division as dallas <laughs> having to deal with all these giants fans and i'm near met life too so uh but no nah, I, I have i want the jets to do well i really do so is it, I mean, is it just a divisional thing? Like, let's say, um, I mean, I guess any team in the AFC versus the Giants, the the Redskins, oh, I'm sorry, oops, sorry, the football team. Canceled. I'm done. All right, <laughs> bye. See you, everybody. Um, Eagles, uh, football team, Giants, right? Any of those three teams are in the Super Bowl. Are you automatically rooting against them? Yes. But if the Saints are in the Super Bowl against an a any AFC team, are you rooting for the Saints? Um, it depends who they play. I mean, I don't despise the Saints, you know. So uh yeah, I don't there's not a lot of teams in the NFL I despise outside of my division. So you take inside the division, you take those rivalries very seriously. Yeah, you have to. You play them twice every single year, you know. You, you you want to win the division. You need them to lose. You want tiebreaker. So yeah, the division thing, especially in football, is a big deal. I mean, I don't like the Packers. I guess part of that is the you know Cowboys want to play the Packers a lot in right. the '90s. Um, I'm trying to think who else the NFC. Yeah, no one else really. San Francisco. Don't like San Francisco, man. I mean, I kind of respect what they've been done over the last couple of years, but yeah, that was a big rivalry to NFC championship game almost every year against them. So I don't like them. All right. So, yeah, sorry. Right. So it's, it's all right. I mean, so San Francisco or Green Bay, but would it still depend on who they were playing in the AFC? Is there an AFC team that you absolutely hate? No, I actually, I mean, I've always liked Denver, like Baltimore. So not, oh, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is the team I hate in the AFC. Oh, yeah. All right. I mean, I guess that's it's kind of it's it's the division thing there. You know, you're a Knicks fan, right? No, I don't really have a team in basketball. You I don't have the, a team in basketball. Yeah, I root for the Knicks and the Nets. So okay. I'm re I'm rooting for Brooklyn to win the championship. The thing is, in the West, though, there's like so many. I like I like Phoenix and I find myself being a Utah fan because I feel like they're disrespected. I know they're the one seed and favored, but everyone's like they're not good enough. They're, they're a fraud one seed. I don't believe that, man. I think they're really good. So for me, if Utah played Phoenix, 
in the championship, that would be tough for me because I like both teams. I like Phoenix. I would love to see Chris Paul get to play for a title. Um, actually, all the teams in the well, I don't know. I kind of the Clippers kind of pissed me off, maybe because they burned me last year because I picked them and then they choked away. Um, but yeah, I kind of like the teams in the West. And the thing too with the NBA right now is we're going to get a team that hasn't won a championship in a long time. I think the last championship of any team in the playoffs was Philly '83. So we're going to get, and there's four teams in this who have never won a title. So we're going to get, uh, I guess we have some fresh blood, which is why it's interesting. Um, but the team probably that I don't like the most is Philly um, left. I mean, I like Embiid and everything, but uh, so I'm looking, I'm rooting for Brooklyn and I'm okay with anyone in the West pretty much, but I kind of want to see a Utah Phoenix final. Utah Phoenix Western finals. And I mean, how would how would either one of those teams do against Brooklyn? Who puts up a better matchup against Brooklyn then? Against Brooklyn, hmm, probably, probably Utah because they got Gobert inside and a lot of three point shooters. Because you're going to need to match offense with the Nets. So when Utah is hitting those threes and they take a lot, they might be able to. All right. All right. Interesting. I mean, I kind of thought you were, that's the, the way you were going to lean on that anyway. I'm, I'm see, I'm more curious now. I want to explore the hatred more. Like they, that's <laughs> like diving into the, the DC Adam lie down on the uh, fans. I guess guy. NBA. I don't really, I guess. Cause I don't really have a team. That's why. Right. Yeah. You don't have, all right. So your least favorite team in hockey has got to be the Islanders. No doubt. All right. Who's your least favorite team in football? Uh, probably the Giants. The Giants. All right. Yeah. Really more than the Eagles, huh? It's okay. close. It's uh, it's really close with all three of those division teams. I really can't stand any of them. Um, is your least favorite team in baseball the Yankees? Yeah, it is. I know that sounds crazy, but it is, man. <laughs> You're one of those guys. I am You're one man. of those guys. I am. I can't help it. So, uh, just again, I told you this goes back to when I was young. It has nothing to do with them winning because I hated them before they were winning. Uh, but yeah, I mean the division Braves can't stand them. And that was the team we were trying to overcome for so long. So Braves, yeah, Braves, Phillies. I mean Nats are more recently. Yeah. I, don't really, I don't really hate the Marlins either. No, you've actually been very kind to the Marlins, and you love Trevor Rogers. We get that. Pablo Lopez, I have. <laughs> Who's uh, Alcantara. Actually, I think I only have – I have him in tout, and I have him a couple DCs. But, yeah, no, I don't I – But you hate the Yankees more. You hate you hate the Yankees more than you hate the, the, the late 80s Braves than Chipper Jones and John Rocker and, and that whole – or was that the the no? I'm talking the the '90s Braves, the '90s, yeah. Braves, not the '80s. Um, yeah. So like that whole run of uh, of Braves, you still hate the Yankees more than you hate all those guys. Yes. Son of a bitch! Man. I just don't understand it. I don't understand it. Some things you just can't understand in this world, Howard. There really, there are. There, they really are. And and I guess that this is this is one of them. I don't, I don't get it. So you know what? I'm gonna. I'm going to sit and I'm going to think about it for a few moments here while we uh, pay some bills and uh, and thank uh, SiriusXM for having us uh, on their platform here along with 
uh, Stitcher, and Pandora. So let's pay a couple of bills with this. All right, Adam, I've taken the time, thought about it, and I don't get it. I just don't get it. I don't yeah. get. It. I don't get oh. that. I don't. I don't. I really. I mean, you know, to me, I guess it's it's probably just that that you, like most Met fans, just have that inferiority complex no, that you it. constantly have to compare yourself to the Yankees, who are clearly the greatest franchise in the history of baseball. Yeah, I haven't noticed that the last uh, twenty years or so. But okay, if you want to say so. 2009 who won the world series right i mean i understand that, but, like this is supposed to be one of the greatest franchises ever they have one world series in 20 years hey you know listen cycles happen games evolved it changes it changes okay. yeah. when was the last time you guys won the world series yeah well we have bad ownership um and now we have a good owner so we'll see uh, okay yeah we yeah do. yeah you paid all that money for francisco lindor and what's he doing doesn't matter they're still winning right with all the injuries they have, uh, they are performing pretty well, and they will have uh, reinforcements, which is essentially like making a trade, and then they will actually be able to finally make some trades and spend some money. So uh, they're in good shape. I mean, again, it's early. Anything could happen, but the optimism with this franchise has transformed under Steve Cohen. It's just a different feeling now. With the Wilpons, it was gloom and doom. I mean, that's how... That's how bad it was. I mean, they got to the World Series in 2015. They didn't even expect it. They were stunned themselves. So they just needed a better owner to come along, and uh, they finally have someone. Or it appears that way. I mean, the jury, I guess, is still out. But I like the vibes and the attitude that has been on this team. All right. Okay. <laughs> your first baseman's uh getting himself into a little bit of hot water well he homered again today so he's all good did you hear what he said what he said he was okay with pitchers using substances no he said that uh that mlb manipulates the baseball based on the free agent class oh well he might be telling the truth he said it's a fact he said in, in 2019 there was a huge class of free agent pitchers and then, uh, and then all of a sudden, we saw juiced balls um, in 2020. You know, I mean, it was uh, you know the the odd year, you know, whatever. And then this past year, the uh, you know the 2021 free agent class for for next year. I mean, you're talking about Trevor Story, Corey Seager, Carlos Correa, Javi Baez. You got a lot of a lot of good hitters there. So now, all of a sudden. Now it's keeping the numbers down. That's um, that's pretty. That's pretty ballsy, man. That's like to to sit there and just call out MLB flat out for saying that they they alter the baseball just based on the uh, on on who's gonna make the most money. Like that's sick, dude. That's pretty crazy. Well, would you rather have someone speak like that, or would you rather have Garrett Cole not answer a question directly that makes him look guilty? Dude, well, I mean, because we know he's guilty. Like, see, that's the thing. Like, Trevor Bauer, Garrett Cole, these guys that that have like seen even Justin Verlander going from from the Tigers to the uh, to to the Astros. I mean, we've seen the whole thing. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's you know the 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 whole like 
it's like it's like steroids in the 90s. Like we all knew Bonds was juicing. We all knew that McGuire and Sosa were juicing, but baseball needed that so much that, you know, that they kind of turned the blind eye. And then, you know, what it come down to that everybody was juicing in the 90s. So, you know, I mean, I, I you know, I think that th- this is obviously a situation that is no different than steroids. Everybody's doing it. It's not just Cole or Bauer or uh, or Justin Verlander. It's, it's is Luis Castillo things. doing it? Because if he is, it's fucking not working. <laughs> he's he's using. He's like somebody told me to put mustard on it. So I Matt Harvey mustard. certainly ain't using it. Um, it's these. Listen, it's the high profile guys who are throwing crazy heat, getting it done like that. Well, all eyes are on Cole tonight. He'll have one hit in the first inning, but his last few starts have not been good. Bauer, too. Um, And I guess they've said what? It's going to be they're going to start cracking down and suspending guys. Um, I mean, I thought I mean, the way it was, was that they weren't going to suspend that the umps could the umps would come out and uh, they, they could confiscate a hat or a glove but the player wouldn't be thrown out, which I was like, well, what's the big deal? You know, why, why well, even crack down on it? Because well, who's to say that the glove that they're getting from the dugout doesn't have something on it anyway. Right. Okay. So say they confiscate it, it's reviewed and yeah, there was a legal substance. They're going to get suspended for 10 games, right? That's not what I was being. I was be, I was told that there were no suspensions being given out, oh, no ejections or suspensions. So then what, it, then what is the point? Oh, we found the substance in your glove. You've received a warning. Next time, you're going to get another warning. That's really what it comes down to. <laughs> you're going to oh, get a so- st- you're going to get a strongly worded email from Rob Manfred. Yeah, great. <laughs> that's that's the threat. I mean, listen, I, I you know, the, I I think they're saying that that you know no suspensions or ejections right now because they know everybody is doing it. I mean, you know, listen, just because, you know, Luis Castillo or Matt Harvey suck balls right now doesn't mean that they're not using something to uh, improve the grip on the ball for themselves anyway. They just don't have good stuff. Okay. But I think they, what I understand, they're going to enforce the rules and I guess they're coming up with a plan. I'm trying to figure out what's going to do. But the crazy part is, say they catch like, 74 pitchers doing this. You're going to spend them, suspend them all at once. <laughs> right. Like, there you go. Like, oh, all right. We found 74 pitchers. Uh, so they're all getting 10 game suspensions starting today. Good luck in DFS guys. Yeah. Well, I mean, again, that's, you know, that's, that's the big problem is that we're going to be sitting here and we're going to be like, wow, we, we, we just, you know, we're already seeing, I asked, I asked Jim on the, on the show today. I'm like, who, who is Sam Long? Right. This kid comes up. He's called up by the Giants. They need a, a, a guy to, you know, eat a bunch of innings. He comes up. He strikes out seven of the first 14 batters he faces. Uh, you know, good, solid effort for him. The, the he probably would have ended up. He came in uh, in the second inning. They had a, an opener there. He comes in. He throws four innings, gives up one run. Had the bullpen not done, uh, you know, not blown it at the end. Um, he would have, uh, he would have gotten his first win. I'm like, who the hell is Sam Long? And he's like, I, he's like, I don't know. I mean, he's like, he's like, I know the name, but he's like, I've never, I've never watched this kid pitch before, you know? And this is, this is what we're seeing a ton of right now in baseball is that the names that are, you know, the guys that were being called up. I mean, a lot of these guys, I mean, do you know who Tucker Davidson is? 
Well, from the Braves, yeah, just because. Right. I mean, it's yeah. like you know who he is, but I mean, have you, you know, starting the season here? Would you have even? Yeah, I don't thought. I don't think he was taken in the fifty round draft champion leagues. If I'm not mistaken, I could double check, but I don't remember him being drafted. I'm going to check that now. So that's you know, if you're not drafted in that format with people who really follow this closely, um, then that kind of speaks volumes. Yeah, it really does. But I mean, there are a number of players right now who, whose names were just like, who the hell are these guys? I have no clue. No clue. Yeah, I just checked my first draft champion of the season. No one took Tucker Davidson. What did he go for in fab? Uh, I don't know. I don't think he went for much. No one went for a, a lot in fab this past week. Uh, yeah, so I'll tell you this, the guy that I got. And I knew this was a possibility, but I cannot fucking believe it happened again. Edward Oliveira sent down by the Royals. What the fuck are they doing, man? <laughs> Dude, you set him down. You call him up. You send him down two days later. You call him up again. When Mondesi goes down, so I'm like, okay, he'll probably be up for at least a little bit. You send him right back down? What are they doing? What is the point of this? It makes zero sense to me. Zero sense to me. I, I don't know. Okay. I, honestly, I have no clue why. What the did they? Or what? I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll wait for a quote for them. But is my guess that maybe the they were concerned about Solaire's injury, and now he's fine, and Dozier's fine. All right, they're good to go. Oliver's not going to play. But why you got to play Gutierrez at third? Why don't you just put Dozier at third and put Oliver's in outfield? Why you got to play Gutierrez for? You know, I said the exact same thing. I don't know. I guess uh, Mike Matheny doesn't like him too much. Ugh, so frustrating, man. Because now, now I'm going to drop him, and then he'll be called up next week, and then stick, and someone else will get him. Yeah. Um, I I honestly, I don't know. And how, I mean, they're so in love with Michael Taylor and Gerard Dyson in, in center. That's just, ugh. Ugh. Huh. And I'm like, look, maybe Oliveira sucks, but give him a chance. He can run a little bit. You know, you acquired him in the offseason. Like yeah, I don't even think he sucks. I think he's, he's an no, okay guy. I don't, think he, I don't think he does either, and he tore it up a triple A. I'm just saying it's a possibility, right? Maybe he pulls a Jared Kelnick and just I'm okay. at least give him the opportunity. You yeah. know, give him two weeks. And if he sucks, then I'd be like, all right, I get why you sent him down. You didn't give him any opportunity. You called him up for two days or whatever it was, another three days. And didn't start every game and you sent him right back down? Why? Why'd you bring him up in the first place? I don't get it. Um, I have no clue. I, I really don't. It makes no sense to me. But I'll tell you what. I mean, listen, not not to like, you know, kind of poke fun, but I I had asked Jim about it. I I texted him. I was like, you know, listen, AL only. Is Oliveris a guy who I'm I'm looking at? And he's like, nah, you just don't think he's gonna see the playing time. So yeah, there you go. Should have should have listened to the fantasy alarm show, Adam. Well, you know, if I had my app back, uh, well, I can't be critical on here anymore because of a uh, sponsor. <laughs> what do you mean you don't have the app? <laughs> I have to send a follow up email. <laughs> oh, sorry, I missed this. Uh, yeah, I'm sure. Uh, anyway, uh, but look, sometimes you have to take these chances, you know, especially for stolen bases. And that was a guy that could come up and and, and steal some bases. You know, he can run so. I mean, look, I knew there was somewhat of a risk, which is why I didn't go crazy on the bidding. I think it was 31 bucks, but wish I could have that back now. And in my home league, I got it for cheap, but I cut someone else instead of him. And now we have waivers tonight, meaning Wednesday night. So uh, 
Looks like I'll cut him and Gary Cooper because my IL is filled and uh, I don't want to waste a roster spot on him. Yeah, that's that's the, the tough cuts. That's always the uh, the issue. I actually I was sitting there with Tout um, a couple of weeks ago, and you know, as I tried shopping some guys around, but anytime somebody you know when somebody looks at your roster or when you're shopping a guy around, they always want to know what's wrong with them, right? But I had like Christian Arroyo was coming off the you know off the IL. Brock Holt was coming off the IL. Um, Chad Pinder was coming off the IL. Like everybody started coming off the IL at the same time. And it was like, all right, now I got to figure out, you know, some of these guys who I'm using to replace them, you know, who's, you know, who's, who's, who's there and who's out. And, uh, and it's, it's tough, dude. It's, you do not want to cut anybody uh, in a mono league, not, not a single player. Yeah. Especially if they had, they're getting at bats or, you know, Pitching regularly, yeah, it's tough because you know how valuable that is, and then you don't want to drop them, and then someone spends money on the waiver wire, picks them up, and benefits. <sighs> so frustrating sometimes, Adam. So frustrating. Um, all right. Well, let's uh let's let's wrap things up here with uh let's do a look ahead, right? I'm gonna I'm gonna go to uh DraftKings Sportsbook here, and we're going to look at some best bets for just some of your leans because we got action tomorrow, right? Or, I mean, tomorrow is today for everybody listening here, but Adam and I are recording on Wednesday, and there's only one game in the NBA going on uh, this evening. So let's look ahead to uh, tomorrow's action. You got Nets, Bucks, Clippers, Jazz. Um, let's start in the East. Uh, you got, uh, the Nets are, wow, the Bucks favored by four. How are the, is it, is it home court? Is that what it is? Like home court? The Bucks got peed on by Brooklyn without James Harden in game two. And the Bucks are still a four point favorite at home. Yeah. It's home court in desperation. We saw this, um, I think it was game. Actually, the Clippers were favored in every game against Dallas. Every game. Dallas was up 2-0. Dallas was up 3-2. And the Clippers were favored in every game. So, yeah, it's kind of like, all right, this is like a must win for the Bucs. Because, yeah, if they lose here, it's it's pretty much over. Because uh, ment- mentally, I don't know. Like, I want to say the Bucs, but I don't trust them mentally and they cannot continue to shoot as poorly as they are. I just find it hard to believe that they're going to be this bad. And I have to think that they change the game plan and start, you know, having Giannis go inside. And I know their coach called him out and said, he's got to be more aggressive. He's got to take over more. So you would expect that. Um, But I don't, I don't trust (laughs) laying four points with them at this point. Uh, but it's pretty, it's there. It's a must win, right? They can't lose this game. They go down three zero and Harden's not playing. He's already been ruled out and they don't know when he's going to return. And if you're the Nets, why even bother right now? It's like, all right, we've won two games without him. Now, maybe if it gets two, two game five, maybe if he's good to go, you bring him back. Um, but yeah, I probably am not going to touch that game because I could see it going either way where the Bucks show up, shoot very well and get that W or they just start shooting poorly early 
and mentally they can't dig themselves out because we saw it happen to them last year. So I'm probably going to stay away from that game. Okay. All right. Fair. Definitely fair. Uh, Clippers Jazz. Jazz at home. They're favored by three. Over-unders 221. Yeah, I got a nice push yesterday on that. Damn it, man. You Utah was <laughs> up 10 with like a couple minutes left, and then George hit a three to make it a three-point game, and that was the line yesterday. It was three. <laughs> Well, you know, you go to an offshore book, Adam, buy that half point. Well, yeah, I mean, you could always do that, um, even at, and on any book, mm-hmm. even on the DraftKings, the FanDuel, you can change. Oh, there, there's so many things you can do. It's it's crazy. You want something bet on? They usually have it. Oh, you want to make the line four or five, seven? They 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 win between by a margin of ten to fifteen points. Like you can just do anything, and the odds obviously shift based on that. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, are you going to get a push again here? Utah minus three. Uh, I'll probably lean Utah. I don't know if Mike Conley's going to play. That's a pretty big deal. I thought they absolutely missed him in game one, even though they won. A couple of things stand out here. Uh, the Clippers almost won this game. And they didn't really get good games from Kawhi Leonard or Paul George. Paul George shot four of 17 from the field. Leonard was nine and 19 and only had 23 points. So those two really didn't do much and they still almost won. But they got Luke Kennard off the bench who barely played in the first round until I think it was game six. So he was not even playing. He played 29 minutes and gave him 18 points. So that's not going to happen again. And on the Utah side, it was mostly Donovan Mitchell. He had 45. He was just unbelievable. In the third quarter, he said, I'm taking over. Because Utah was down at the half. They did not play well in the first half. They scored 65 points in the second half uh, to come alive. Um, but again, Utah only shot 34% from three-point range. They're usually better than that. They only shot 40.7% from the field and still won this game. So I think they're going to be better. The same thing happened against Memphis. They were not good in game one, although Donovan Mitchell didn't play that game. And then their offense really took off. So you know what? I am taking the over here. I'm going to take the over because this game, I think when I wrote it up, it was 220 and a half. I think it closed at 221 and a half. So it really depends on when you went in, whether you won and whether you took the under over. It was that tight. But I'm going to take the over here. You said it was 221 and a half. Yeah, no, 221. No, no half point. Yeah, I'm going to take the over because I got to think both teams are going to shoot better. Utah is going to shoot better from three and the field, 40.7%. And especially in the first half, they only scored 47 and they scored 65 in the second half. So it took them a little while to get going. And I got to think Kawhi is going to play much better. Um, Paul George is going to shoot better. Reggie Jackson fouled out, only played 17 minutes. He was big for them in the first round. So I'm going to my early lean is the over on that as the best bet of the game. I think the spread is fair. Um, you know, Jazz have been great at home. They were 31 and five in the regular season and they did lose game one. So they were, so they're three and one at home in the playoffs. Uh, yeah, I'd lean Utah, but I don't feel like strong about it. <coughs> but I, I'm okay. just, look, as I look this over and look at game one, I, I'm kind of feeling the over. Kind of feeling the over on that. All right, I like it. Uh, should we should we look to Friday? Do you have a lean on uh, on Friday's action there at all? Sixers Hawks. It's um, what is it? I'm looking at uh, Philly by one and a half. Philly by one and a half. Ooh, too early hmm. to tell. 
Yeah, I thought the Hawks responded really well. I mean, I know that because they were down big early, they took the lead and then they kind of fell flat in the fourth quarter. They only scored 18 points. It was really uh, Philly's bench. Shake Milton, who barely played game one, came alive and had a big game off the bench. He played uh, only 14 minutes, but scored 14 points, hitting four threes. So Atlanta's really played very well. I mean, they they can win this series, man. I still would take Philly, but Atlanta's really shown something here, even though they did lose game two. I mean, again, that was kind of a must win for Philly, losing the first two games at home. I know the Clippers came back from that, but the that's what bothers me about the Clippers. They should have never been in that situation. All Dallas has is Luka Doncic. Porzingis was awful. Like, they just don't have a good team. And that team took you to seven games. So that's what bothers me about the Clippers. Okay. All right. So I'm good with that. I'm good with that. Um, all right. There, there you go. Some uh, some looking there at some more NBA playoff betting. Uh, I'm going to let Adam relish in the fact that his New York Mets right now are currently uh, destroying in there. He was at eight to one, eight to one. Welcome to playing the Orioles, my friend. They lost last night to the Orioles. They had to win this game. Then they uh, got then they they come home for the Padres this weekend. So another tough series. They just split four games with them in in San Diego. But uh, I'm surprised. So I guess they're going to. They're going to just, uh, I guess, DeGrom go Saturday. Oh, no, Friday. See, I knew it. This girl was like, oh, do you want to go to the Mets? This was like, I think it was Saturday or Friday. Do you want to go to the Mets game next Saturday? DeGrom's going to pitch. I'm like, I don't think he's going to pitch. They can move him up. with the. They had two off days this week, Monday and Thursday. I'm like, they can push him up. And I'm seeing now he's pitching Friday. All right. All right. Although... From what I understand, I think the Mets have vaccinated and unvaccinated sections. So I guess I can't say with her, right? She's vaccinated. You're not vaccinated? Oh, this is probably the wrong place to discuss that. I plead the fifth. Ah, uh, you're <laughs> not vaccinated yet, dude? Why, you are? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Great. I'm going to get hate mail now. Oh, you're definitely not gonna get hate mail. I mean, are, is it just because you're like, ah, fuck it, I'm I'm just being lazy here, or are you doing it because you just don't believe in it? No, I mean, I live by myself, and you know, I haven't had the urge to do it yet. Right. Yeah, listen, I I put mine off for for a ton of time because I was like, I, I work from home, I don't see anybody, I don't mm-hmm. interact with anybody. But like the CVS, which is like five minutes away from my place, they were when they started doing vaccinations and it wasn't like a, a complete impossibility to get an appointment. Um, you know, I got myself a little Saturday appointment, a couple of weeks, uh, you know, one and then another one two weeks later. Easy peasy. Just find a drugstore near you. CVS. Dwayne Reed, White Rite Aid. I don't know. Take your pick. All right. Well, there you go. So uh, that's uh, where we're going to end it on that note here. Adam's vac- not vaccinated and Howard is. So <laughs> there you go. There you go, sports fans. You know, with the number of women you're shuttling in and out of your place, Adam. Uh, you know, I'm just they've saying. All, they've all been vaccinated, too. Yeah, they still right. come. It's like a, like, a, like a little roulette, my friend. It's a game of roulette. Game of chance there that you play it. Not um, really. 
Yeah, whatever. I mean, I mean, <laughs> you know what? That's the survival. The is it the survival rate? Ninety nine percent. Um, I have no idea. You know why? Because here's here's my my philosophy is people do, you do you i'll do me you do you if you don't agree with yeah. the way i do well, anything or all, i live shut the fuck up and go away well that's right? not I don't, that's not that? happening in real that's not happening in real life i don't want to get into this now but like uh you saw sam Darnold today right like any athlete who comes out and says they don't have it they're getting absolutely lambasted they're getting oh yeah, yeah listen i get that i get that i i, I mean i get that they are getting it they, they are getting that kind of backlash and they're you know, getting yelled at by people. I, I'm not that guy. I don't look over the fence at what my neighbors are doing and, and pass judgment over them. They can just do whatever the fuck they want. You know, my neighbor wants to grill in the nude. Go ahead, do it. Have a great time. I'll close my blinds. I don't need to see it. I'll watch. Dude, he's like, he's he's oh, like, oh, it's a him. You didn't say that. I'm saying, like, if it's a, I said he, if he wants to grill out in the rain. Oh, I'm saying if like there's a she that wants to do something, I'm not gonna. Cl- I'm gonna watch. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I'm not gonna judge them, but I'll watch. That's all. But still, see, that's the thing. I'm not gonna judge anybody anyway. I'm like, listen, when I'm allowed to go back to concerts and shit. I will wear my mask and I will be fine with it. I won't piss and moan about it. Why? Because I just want to see the fucking live music. Like, that's it. I just want to see the live music. I will be at my seat. I will, you know, whatever. I will dance. I will have a great time. Uh, If the person next to me wants to talk to me, that's fine. If the person next to me is coughing up a storm, I'm just going to, you know, tell them to move away. Go cough in the other direction. Just don't cough on me. Um, and, and, you know, whatever, but I mean, it's like that, uh, you choose to do what you want to do. I'm not going to sit there. That's the problem with this fucking world right now is that everybody is passing judgment over everybody else and instilling their beliefs on other people. And I mean, listen, it, it goes every way, you know, we, we, we've seen, we've seen exactly how divided our country is over these last like couple of years. Like we've we've seen it now firsthand that you know we are we as a a society are not as evolved as we think we are. That is absolutely true. It's really bad. Yeah. So, you know, whatever. You all pass your judgment. Me and Adam, we're just gonna sit and chill. I don't care that you're not vaccinated, buddy. I'll still hang out with you. Just you okay. six feet away from me. <laughs> <laughs> that works. That definitely works. Well, you're going to need the six feet because the girl that you're going to bring her caboose is going to be at least that big. I hope so. Oh, (laughs) that's how you do it, people. That's how you podcast. He's Adam Ronis. I'm Howard Bender. This has been Anti Up. We'll catch you next time.